despacito y tranquilo. You know that Bieber song. That Sasacito. Sa <laughs> like a Taco Bell commercial or some shit. Well, the first, the first time, what did you? What, I don't even know Suavecito? what you said the first time. Suavecito. Like that's like an old cholo song. Mm. Isn't it the the cumbia one? No, no, no you're thinking about suavemente. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> or is that, no, or no, is no, that no. pintame? No, I don't know. All those, all those no, Elvis Crespo song, songs sound the same. Oh, I don't even know. I know your mom's gonna be all happy now because we mentioned Elvis Crespo. Oh, this is going in the podcast. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Oh, yeah. oh, it yeah. all, all of it is. We're bringing the fun back, guys. This, all right, are we ready? To this start? was fun. No, none of it is fun. Eliezer <laughs> House, welcome. This is episode 93. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. Welcome back, everybody. And this is Bobby. And yeah, we're back. We have a pretty full loaded show. I'm looking at the notes. Uh, how do you, how do you want to start this off? It's it's like uh, it's like loaded baked potato or uh, stuffed mac and cheese. Stuffed no, mac and I cheese. Know. I, like, I don't know. Oh, uh, all, it's, it's all good. It's all <laughs> whatever good. it is. It's starchy and it's carb based and it's and it's good. It's good here here to fill your soccer bellies. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's right. Um, um, well, we had an international uh, FIFA day as the uh, the final nine spots uh, to Russia were up for grabs, um, and as of this recording. 30 out of those 32 teams have booked their tickets to Russia. Uh, two spots remain, and within the next 24 hours, those two spots uh, will be taken. Um, they are the intercontinental playoffs between our Australia and Honduras and Peru and New Zealand. I, I believe, well, it's 9, it's 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific right now. I believe uh, the game starts at 1 a.m. Yeah. So probably by the time we're done recording this podcast... We'll know the results of, <laughs> <laughs> since since the international ones tend to go long. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in about four hours from now, uh, one of the games will be uh, taking place. Let's go ahead and, and and start with the intercontinental playoffs. So we'll start with Australia and Honduras. Um, before the series started, I had Australia winning the series. Um, after the first leg, it seems like that prediction has a pretty good uh, shot at uh, coming true. Uh, Australia going down to San Pedro Sula and uh, getting a 0-0 draw there before going home to, I believe, Sydney, where they are a very tough team at home, a very poor road team. So um, leg up for uh, Australia there. It's theirs to lose. Win and you're in. Sounds easy enough, right? Uh, um, destiny in their own hands? Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the actual prediction here, I'll throw a little shade here where, uh, Bruce Arena said that he, um, wants to see the big European nations come down to CONCACAF and try to qualify out of this region. Well, Australia, not at all a big European team or a big team at all, um, went down to one of the more coffee places there is mm -hmm. and got a result a zero zero draw uh, a zero zero draw um, for one game for one game i i understand that the barometer is you know it's a little off but you know if we're taking this one game at a time i know you're thinking that the united states got the exact same result they got the the draw down there but australia looked a hell of a lot better doing it than we did and they flew halfway across the world to do it mm -hmm. so you know, there you go. I'm sure if Australia can do it, I'm sure the big European teams can uh, can somehow manage, you know, to to handle the the beast that is, uh, on you know, Honduras's okay. stadium. Um, anyways, 
We'll be talking more about Bruce later on. Oh, yeah. So Australia, Honduras, <laughs> I've got Australia winning this game. I'm obviously rooting for Honduras because, quote, unquote, they're one of, you know, one of ours. Um, I don't see Honduras doing this uh, over in Sydney. They're not a good road team. Australia, I think, won all their games at home, but were unable to win anything on the road, which is why they landed in the playoff spot to begin with. It, it's a team that should have been qualified outright uh, in Asia. But uh, how do you guys see this game playing out? Well, you know, I, I think that uh, there's no doubt that Australia probably has the slight edge when it comes to quality over Honduras. But, um, you know, Honduras... They have gamesmanship, and I don't know if Australia has. I I really do think that Honduras might be able to to, to surprise them, um, even though they couldn't do it at home. Uh, you know that being said, that uh, this is all to play for now. Uh, I I I think I I'm I'm rooting for Honduras. Uh, I think it's Honduras. Yeah, I don't I don't know enough about these teams too much, unless uh, other than I watch Honduras more than Australia. <laughs> So I only know their quality a little bit more than Australia. But, of course, I'm going to be rooting for Honduras, just like uh, Lewis said. They're one of our own. I like that quote. They're they're, they're (laughs) one of us. They're one of us. Um, So the the thing is, uh, there was something that that has been coming out of the the press. I'm not sure if you guys have heard about it or not. But um, the way I interpret this, it seems that Jorge Luis Pinto, which is Honduras' coach, it almost seems that he's already throwing in the white flag. And the reason I say this is that he's already coming up with excuses. Well, to me, you, this is gamesmanship. I think this could be part of the gamesmanship. This this could be, you know, CONCACAF coming into Asia, well, Australia, um, Asia, and, you know, throwing that, that gamesmanship. But, uh, you know, he's already claiming that there's drones over their practice field and they're being spied on and mm. that the journalists are there or just there to, uh, you know, take note of what they're doing to pass it on to the Australian team and whatnot. And to me, mm. I- I'm, I'm seeing the way I interpret it. Yes, it could be gamesmanship, but I think you're setting up a case for an excuse. And I just, th- I mean, it, it really irks me or, or you can be paranoid. Yes. But it just really irks me that you, that this is the route that you have to take knowing that what's in front of you. They have a steep hill to climb and this is like the out that he's kind of giving himself. You know, and it's just, personally, it irks me. I don't like it. Um, you know, and to me, in a way, I almost think that he's almost throwing in the towel like, yeah, this is kind of an impossible task and I'm going to have to, you know, give myself an out here. But it, it could just be me. I'm, I may just be interpreting it, you know, differently. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see because if Honduras ends up uh, winning the game, uh, he'll look like a genius. Right. And he'll look like he, he did everything he could to uh, keep distractions away from his players. Um, and, and, you know, again, it's, it speaks to that CONCACAF gamesmanship that you have, because of course, Honduran fans and Honduran media and, and, the the Honduran uh, Federation is, uh, along with a lot of the other CONCACAF teams are, um, renowned for doing, you know, things like this to, uh, to the opposite team. Yeah. So, well, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm rooting for Honduras here. I've got uh, I've got Australia winning this series. Um, I'm hoping that uh, Honduras can somehow manage it. 
um, manager victory here. But if I had to take a an educated prediction here, I would go with a two zero victory to a hard fought two zero victory to Australia here. Um, so that's one of the spots up for grabs. Uh, the other spot uh, up for grabs is between Peru and New Zealand. Also a game that ended 0-0 in the first leg over in New Zealand. Um, I-, I will be honest, I'm kind of surprised that Peru was not able to get a result um, in this game. But no matter, they, they don't come back home with a disadvantage. They have everything to play for. Um, playing for their first World Cup since 1982. The, the the entire country is catching World Cup fever right now. The president of the country actually came out today and said, if we qualify, they will be a national holiday. There will be no work. <laughs> uh, so Sweet. it's, it's uh, you know, this is a, a really important thing for them. Um, they have everything to play for. They're at home. Um, you know, they're unbeaten the last... I believe six, seven games. So they have all the momentum here. You know that crowd, that stadium is going to be rocking. I have Peru winning this game. I don't have a scoreline here. I'm gonna say also uh 2-0, but I do have Peru winning this series. Um what do you guys think here? Uh, you sold I, me, man. Yeah, I'm so I'm sold. It's Peru. Peru it's has Peru. to go. Okay, right? I wasn't trying to convince you guys, but <laughs> I'm just giving you my they explanations. Have, they have some of my favorite meals of all time, Lomo Saltado, you know, so I should go. Nice. Yeah, Inca Cola power, man. Inca Cola. You know, it's all about it's all about the Inca Cola. Um no, seriously, uh I, I honestly don't see um if New Zealand couldn't score at home and and by all uh by all accounts, it seemed like uh, New Zealand was trying not to score to get out with the 0-0 tie. I don't see how there will magically be uh, summoning up any goals in Peru. Um, this is this is Peru's. Uh, it has to be Peru's. Uh, you would think so. What's the you know ninety three percent odds actually, of, Ch- of Peru? I believe uh, it's qualifying at, for the actually. World I Cup. believe it's at, officially. I think it's at eighty five. Ooh. That's lower than uh, than the U.S. That's lower than the U.S. is yes, um, but it's not the U.S. So I think they'll be fine. I just hope that they're able to get the ball in the back of the net because New Zealand needs that one goal off a set piece to just sit back the rest of the game. If that ball isn't going in, you know, there's your World Cup berth right there. So as long as Peru, I think gets one, they're they should be good. But I, I'm pretty sure that they're going to be putting on the pressure on New Zealand and that crowd is going to be uh, an entire country. And in fact, I think an entire continent is behind them in their corner. So I think mm-hmm. they should be fine. I think this is theirs to lose, but um, I-, I see them coming out with the victory uh, tomorrow night. And um, so we have, uh, we have what uh, Simon Elliott, Ryan Nelson, <laughs> uh, Kenny Walker. Let's see. What other New Zealand players do I know? <laughs> uh, the guy with the big beard uh, and the pointy hat. Oh, no, that's Gandalf. 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 Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get into uh, the 30 teams that have uh, already uh, booked their ticket into Russia. So let's go ahead and start with the CONCACAF region, the three representatives in our region, Mexico, Costa Rica, and Panama. Uh, we head down south to South America, four representatives there, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, and Uruguay. Now, both of these teams could have one more with Honduras or Peru, depending if they were to win their games um, in the next 24 hours. Uh, The Asian representatives, 
Japan, South Korea, Iran, and Saudi Arabia. Again, uh, they could have a fifth spot if uh, Australia were to win their game. Uh, representing Africa, Egypt, Tunisia, Morocco, Senegal, and Nigeria. And from Europe, the big boys, Germany, England, Spain, Poland, Poland, Denmark, Sweden, Croatia, Switzerland, France, Belgium, Portugal, Iceland, Serbia, and of course the host, Russia. Um, so the field is almost set. No draw has been made here. Uh, that won't take place for another, uh, I believe, two weeks. I believe that's on December 1st, if I recall correctly. So um, stay tuned and listen to, uh, for that show when we start breaking down the groups there. But um, obviously, you know, our team didn't make it. We don't have a dog in the fight. Um, well, I do. But we don't have a dog in the fight. <laughs> and, um, you know, a lot of people are taken to you know, who do I root for? Which I find kind of weird. I, I don't I don't see how you can root for another team. I, I can just watch other games because I'm entertained by it. And I I enjoy for, watching the tournament. I enjoy watching the sport. I don't necessarily need to root for uh, a specific team. I'm you sorry. You don't usually need to root. But no, I usually <laughs> feel like that whenever I start watching the World Cup games, that's when uh, things start to reveal itself to me yeah. and why I like a certain team or certain players of the team or the character of the country or whatever. Well, you That's start usually what it, it starts off from there. So, I mean, I, I already kind of have my team that I want to root for, but okay. like it, I, it may, it, it may all change when, once the world cup begins. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. let's go ahead and hear that because I was going to ask you guys, not necessarily because the United States didn't qualify, but let's say that you were, you know, trying to you're talking to someone who's really not you know maybe the first time they're watching a world cup or they're trying to get into this into the sport Ugh, i'm the worst person to talk to <laughs> <laughs> you don't uh, like soccer all right well whatever uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so so you heard him listeners don't listen to anything bobby has to say in this podcast <laughs> it, i mean it's very little what he does have to say oh, but, no, don't but listen. I'm saying, no i'm saying you're asking me like i wouldn't go off and be, i wouldn't go off on some random stranger off of, on the team that i want to follow this world cup because yeah. they'll be like oh okay, okay. that's that's cool no dude. but if, but, no. if, but if somebody came to you and yeah. was like, hey, uh, the United States is in, I want to watch the World Cup. Okay, if they're but interested it, in general. Who are you, right. yeah, who are you, so, who are you recommending? So let me go ahead and ask you guys right here, out of the 30 and possibly 32 teams uh, in there, um, give, me, give me three teams to watch. For, personally, you, three teams that you want to keep an eye on. Uh, David, why don't you go first on this? All right. So obviously, so I'm, uh, instead of three teams, I want to actually want to break it down by um, I want to break it down by region because I, I will I think I I feel like I do have a, a, a regional um, team every uh, confederation. So in Europe, obviously, I'm going to root for Iceland. Um, they're the Cinderellas of the tournament. Uh, they were so good in uh, Euro. Last in the last the European tournament, and uh, their fans were were rivaling that of of uh, Ireland, who um, f failed spectacularly earlier today uh, against Denmark. But I'm definitely rooting for Iceland. Um, out of out of uh, Concacaf, um, I obviously want to root for. I'm going to be rooting for Panama, um, as they're the underdogs of this tournament. Um, out of the CONCACAF region. This is their first one that they're qualifying for. Um, 
Asia and Africa become a little bit more um, interesting. I think probably out of uh, Asia, I'm going to be rooting for Iran, um, mainly because this is their first one in a while, I, th- I believe since uh, 94. No. 98. Well, 98, they beat us. Sorry, I, I think right. they were they in there. In I think they were there in 2006. It hasn't been since I, 98, though. Okay, well, uh, I, regardless, Maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to root for Iran uh, out of Asia. And, of course, out of Africa, I'm rooting for Egypt. Um, Senegal came a close second because, you know, Clement Diop, but, uh, uh, I'm kidding. Uh, but definitely, definitely the, uh, the Pharaohs I will be rooting for. Um, did I miss? You missed South I America. I missed South America? You did. They're all a bunch of, they're all a bunch of babies. I don't, I don't care <laughs> for South America. Uh, obviously if Peru makes, uh, the World Cup, I will be rooting for Peru. Uh, other than that, I will side with my, uh, my cousin here, one of my, you know, my, my longtime best friend, uh, Louis, I will side with Colombia. Good for you. We don't need your, <laughs> we don't need your pity. <laughs> you didn't make the World Cup. Bobby, give us your uh, three teams to watch this uh, or next summer. Huh, okay. Um, let's see. I have my own sp- my reasons to watch at, at least a couple of these teams. Okay. But uh, let me go backwards from David's predictions because his last one is one that I I I chose as well, Colombia, because I feel that's the closest one to in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> in association. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, Lewis. Um, uh, of course, Iceland, because Iceland has such a awesome story and i'm i i don't expect them to go super far but i mean i don't know you just can't you can't you can't doubt that team and they're and they're such an amazing team when they play together uh argentina because i want to see if messi can be messy or if the team will actually help him um see if that can happen if we can see that this world cup or if it'll just fall flat and then um sweden to see if they can do anything without zlatan you don't so, think that he'll you don't be back. think yeah you don't think they'll recall well, him back that, for the yeah, tournament? That's, well, that's that's the rumor, right? That's the rumor. So that's, we'll see. Yeah, I think it's definitely happening. I think he's yeah, definitely going to be. So, like, so if it does happen, that's the other reason I want to keep watching Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, want to say it's at eighty percent right now. To be honest, yeah. I'm it's saying eighty percent. Happen, but mm-hmm. that's why I'm just like, mm, let's see. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things. Like when I saw Sweden qualified, I was like, "Well, there goes Slatan for next year." <laughs> <laughs> there goes there goes uh, LA Galaxy's chances at signing Slatan. There you go. Oh, no. All right, so we're kind of um, I think we're all around the same same reasoning here, guys. I thought I, I was hoping to be a little bit more diverse, but we kind of oh, got weird. the we well, kind of got Fasso, the same. Bikino Faso didn't uh, qualify, so uh, yeah, I know it's kind of. Kind of bummed. <laughs> that sucks. Um, so okay, so my three, I kind of, I, I kind of cheated a little bit. So my my first one is Colombia, but I can justify this not just because that's the dog that I have in the fight, but in 2014 they actually were probably one of the more entertaining teams of the tournament, and um, oh, yeah. they had the breakout star of the tournament in James Rodriguez. Uh, he will he will return barring you know an injury. Um, um, I think again, barring an injury, like, you know, in 2014, you're going to see Falcao. Uh, so hopefully he can make it in 2018. Um, so I don't think that Colombia would have, will have the same run as they did in 2014. Obviously it depends on what group they're, they're placed in, but they certainly aren't as, or don't look as strong as they did four years ago. Um, I believe if I recall correctly, four years ago, they were a seed Yes, and, um, their group was actually, 
it was actually extremely weak. You had Greece, Ivory Coast, and Japan. I mean, teams that really don't pop out at you. You weren't really playing anyone major. Uh, I think the hardest part for them was they had to go up against three distinctly dis, uh, different styles. So that's mm-hmm. pretty much uh, the the biggest challenge for them, not necessarily the opponent in, in front of them. And then they beat Uruguay in the second round before finally falling to uh, Brazil. Well, I, I also think that that's why they look so good and, and they were so entertaining through the first few games is because they had these different styles and they were able to flourish and they were right. very entertaining they were the, games. They were yeah. the only team that seemed to have style. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The whole World Cup, everybody kind of felt the same. Right. To me. Yeah. And, and until they came up against Brazil. Well, and in Brazil, which case yeah, they stopped they doing what they're doing because they, yeah. they showed a little bit too much respect to Brazil. And it was a week in Brazil. I mean, I think if Colombia would have stuck to their game um, and you saw that in the second half, they decided maybe we should just keep doing what we've been doing. They were able to get a little bit more momentum. But alas, it was two free kicks that actually did them in. And that's all that mm-hmm. that's all that it took. It was a 2-0 loss. So I do think that you should probably keep an eye on Colombia here. I don't think it would be a repeat performance. I think right. it depends on the group that they're placed in. But that's the way I'm justifying uh, watching Colombia in 2018. My second one is I'm going to say France. I think I was going to go there, but I France has some a lot of young world class talent. I think they're going to turn some heads in 2018. <laughs> um, I'm actually very excited to see this team perform. I think that they're going to get pretty far. Um, so I would say France. And lastly, I'm going to go with the new uh, what i'm going to call the newbies so i'm going to go with panama uh making their debut he's bunching them together i am going to bunch them together <laughs> definitely uh so yes i'm i'm going for panama making their debut um they're one, again one of ours so you got to root for them um you could just make a number I, 4 dude i said 4 things no. david said like um, 9 david said <laughs> <laughs> um iceland as David said, they're going to be the darlings of 2018. Uh, if you're not Pack playing, them out of there, man. Give them if, their room. <laughs> if you're not um, playing against Iceland, uh, you're rooting for them. So the entire world is going to be rooting for Iceland uh, in this tournament, and rightly so. Uh, smallest country to ever qualify for the World Cup. They, they have an entire uh, entire planet behind them um for me personally i know that egypt has been in the world cup before but their last one was 1990 that was the first world cup i ever watched but it's a handful of games and they were just little moments here and there that i remember um but i have not watched egypt uh in a world cup so i'm excited to watch egypt uh play for the first time at least for me playing for the first time um one of the better african sides in the past decade very very unlucky mm-hmm. Not to get into 2014 with a horrible draw, uh, having having to play against Ghana. And then in 2010, just basically shot themselves in the foot, unable to win a game at home. Um, one of the better African sides who probably should have been in the last two World Cups. They finally, you know, got the hump, uh, the monkey off their back, got over the hump uh, in 2018. Definitely uh, looking forward to watching them play. And if Peru wins in the next 20 hours, I'm definitely going to be rooting for them. I've never seen Peru play in a World Cup either. Um, Them and Venezuela are the only two South American sides I've yet to see uh, play in a World Cup. I grew up on South American soccer. So the the prospect of watching Peru in a World Cup is actually very, very exciting to me. Um, I, I like all my... All my passion is going into that game tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm I 
not just because I really don't want to see New Zealand in the in the World Cup. That's a whole different topic. But um, really excited at the prospect of watching this team, uh, for me personally, make their debut. Um, so I will say the uh, the newbies as the number three. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, did you did you say when you? I, I just want to take uh, issue with with something you said earlier. Uh, when you were referring to Egypt, did you say uh, get over the hump, referring to camel humps and monkey off That's the back, the referring to the yeah. monkey brains that are served in uh, Indiana Jones? I'm, dude, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm go like, dude, dude, come don't, on, don't, don't start come racist on. stuff here, dude. That's not cool, man. <laughs> we're already in tense times. You don't, you don't need to put the our listeners against me hey, any more than that, they already I'm, are. I am not the one that said it, sir. <laughs> well, you're the one who interpreted that way. <laughs> and then repeated it. And then repeated it and pointed it out and highlighted it. <laughs> That's a lot Go of stuff, on. Dude. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, he has a case. So like I said, the, the draw will take place in about two weeks from now. Uh, so we don't know where anyone is going to land, who's going to play who. We know that certain teams are seeds and we know certain teams will end up in certain pots, but we have no idea what group where they're going to play in and who's going to play each other. But as of right now, the 30 teams or the possible 32 teams that we that we uh, assume will be in there. Before we go on to the next subject, guys, just right now off the top of your head, give me your final four because we're Americans and we celebrate getting into the semifinals final. because that's what we do. So give me your final four, your top four picks to win the World Cup. Bobby, go for it. Final four. Oh my god, I'm trying to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this is a this sounds like a balls and beers, right. uh, no, no, a no, special not balls yet. and beers uh, uh, World Cup draw edition. That'll be in two weeks, and uh, well, we get a little bit more. You know, we'll you know once we know what, what be, groups I'm are. Be so uh, wrong here. We all are. Have you not okay, listened well. to a balls and beers? <laughs> <laughs> So top four. Okay, we'll start with David then. I, oh man, I was hoping to to get some time Here, when Bobby I'll name, was I'll go. Name, go I'll Bobby. name one. I'll name one that David names. All one. right, all right, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Final four. This one's kind of a left field. Uruguay. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go Argentina. Uh, do, do, do I? Uh, do I? Okay, I'll, I'll do the same thing. Um, yeah. I will say Brazil. Ah, that was my next one. Puto. Okay, uh, then say it. <laughs> Say it, Brazil. Um, we can both. It's have yours. Brazil. Yeah, we Two can both can have, have it. Brazil. I have my final yeah, but four. Now, but, now, but now it's not fun. All right. Uh, well, all right, what, yeah, what are you well, going to say? Yeah, Canada? <laughs> no. All right, then. Uh, so you're saying Brazil? So you're saying Brazil? Yeah. yeah. Germany. There was a momentum going and it all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I, I, I think Germany. Okay. And I, uh, I second that. I also have Germany. So I have Brazil and Germany so far. Bobby. Oh, man. Um... Yeah, man. I don't know. Iceland? No, no. <laughs> I really don't think that. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Actually, that would I be don't cool. know, man. I mean, it depends on what what who they're up against, I, and it just depends. I think that's a really that, that's a long shot. That's a fantasy. It's a it's cool a fantasy. Crazy long shot. That's no, a cool a fantasy, fantasy, but I don't think so. No. All right, yeah, Bobby. No, we need no, your third a, pick. Uh, I'm just going off my own list now. <laughs> Sweden, <laughs> Sweden, okay. Sweden! Oh my gosh! All right, uh, Portugal. And as we said, Sweden. don't listen to what Bobby says, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got uh, me off guard, Portugal, Portugal. Mm, that's a nice dark horse. I'm just, I'm just trying not to repeat stuff. Um, I've got Spain. Yeah, I'm, I was gonna go with Germany a while back, and I didn't want to repeat it, so I'll say Germany. All right. So we've got. Uh, 
So yours is Uruguay, Sweden, Germany, and who's your last one? Which one did I say? Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. You said Brazil. All right. So you the repeats get forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Bobby's final four. David, Uh, your final four were? So I have Argentina, Germany, Portugal, and let's go. Oh, I really... I I really want to pick somebody outside of Europe or South America, but I'm afraid that it's probably not going to happen. Uh, the only other team that I think maybe has a really, really outside chance of making it, if I say the word, uh, I will be banned from this podcast forever, so I will not say that one. Um, Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia Union. Uh, <laughs> Chicago Fire didn't make it, guys. Uh Unfortunately, I'm going to go super left field and I'm going to say Costa Rica. Really? They made it to the they made it to the quarterfinals. I actually thought you were going to say Mexico. I think you want to say Mexico. No, I never want to say Mexico. Okay, I I think you were thinking (laughs) Mexico. But I was thinking Mexico. I I never want to say Mexico. Okay, fair Um, enough. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Wow. All right. Um, well, I am going to go more traditional, uh, and so my final four will be Brazil, Germany, Spain, and France. Um, real yeah. quick, guys, out of your four, last one, who wins it? It's got to be Argentina. Mm. I, I love know, the man. I love the idea of Sweden making the final yeah. four. I love that, I Bobby. <laughs> I just I, I want to say Brazil, but I don't know how well they're going to be this this year, this coming come around. Well, I actually agree with you there. I I think my head. Now Brazil's is, out in the groups. So so I didn't expect. No, I don't think that, so. I, I think Brazil. Them. I think Brazil regained their form after the Olympics because they became one of the. Yeah. the they were the that's, first one to qualify, right. and right. they were. Uh, <laughs> they're looking really good. They really uh, regained their form. I'm not going to say the Brazil of old, but they definitely no. are now uh, contenders. I think they're one of the favorites now, and I think my head says Brazil. I'm going to rule out Germany because they won 2014. There hasn't been a back-to-back winner, so that rules them out. Um, Spain could possibly do it. I have a feeling they're not going to be that. But I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to win the whole thing. My head says Brazil. My heart, honestly, mm-hmm. says France. I have it France. Seems plausible. I, I that that is my final four. Iceland and Iceland. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the world, Iceland. <laughs> well, like That'd I said, so guys, good. we'll get more into detail uh, about our predictions and uh, who gets out of the groups, and we have a better understanding of uh, the seedings in the, bra- in the brackets or the possible matchups in the second round of the quarterfinals all the way down uh, in, our, uh, in our World Cup draw show in two weeks. So we went over the 30 teams, 32 teams, uh, well, 30 teams, possible 32 teams uh, that have qualified for Russia but there were some notable uh, exclusions from this uh, prestigious list here. Yep. Um, and it's not news. You guys have all heard of it, uh, heard the teams. Obviously, the United States is one of them. Uh, Chile. What? I didn't hear about that one. You, what? <laughs> Dude. Dude, let me get a beer I, for you. Cause you, need, you, need to, you need to sit down. Everything. You need to sit down for this. Weston McKinney just scored for the U.S. national team. We're going to win the World Cup. I, I know. I know. <laughs> But ah, sit down, guys. United States is, they're not going to the World Cup. Oh, man. Like, 
because of like uh, political and um, you know. Could possibly be, yeah. yeah. Political reasons? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's possible. Let's not drag this one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I actually did. There's right, one right, I right. do agree with Bobby here. All right. So <laughs> the United States, Chile, uh, the Netherlands, and uh, Ghana has also been uh, eliminated as well as Cameroon. And just yesterday, um, the mighty giants of Italy were unable to beat their Swedish counterparts and for the first time since 1958, which is, by the way, the only time they have never qualified for the World Cup. So this is I number... Wish I had some vino right This now. is number yeah. two. Italy fails to qualify for the World Cup. They also did not participate in 1930, but that tournament was based on invitation only, so they were, there was no qualifying process. As far as qualifying, this is only the second time that they have failed to do so. Um... And immediately after, um, I, I got to say, and I'm guilty of this too, um, obviously the United States not being there, it, um, it stings, it hurts, and it, it's always going to be there. It's going to be there for mm -hmm. the next four years. Um, and it's always been kind of a somber, upsetting mood. The second that Italy failed to qualify... It seemed a lot of people can laugh about it now. And it seemed and all the jokes started happening. Now, let's just be honest, I'm part of this too. Um, it's a coping mechanism. And we were no longer the biggest embarrassment, the biggest disappointment, or the biggest failure anymore. Because up until that point, we were. Not because of the quality of the team that we are, but because we had the easiest road. We were in a, in a region where the teams are extraordinarily weak. And we are in a region where the system is drawn up to have us and Mexico be in the World Cup every single time. So the United States could not qualify in a system that was rigged for them. So we were the biggest story. Now, Italy's the biggest story. And so we're not the biggest one anymore. And it's almost like we were able to breathe a sigh of relief. Now it was like, oh, now it's okay. It's not okay, by the way. No, it's absolutely but, not okay. But the, the thing is, is that immediately after, and I, uh, I also tweeted, was that, you know, people started making fun of the fact that, hey, you have a pretty good uh, group of death between the United States, Italy, Chile, and the Netherlands. <laughs> and people started, you know, I had mentioned in there that there was this in the 1990s, there was this, I think it was called the U.S. Cup, where there were three um, invited teams, and they were usually big-name teams. Remember that the the sport was, you know, just getting started. We had just gotten a World Cup in 94. I think there was one right before it. Maybe 93, I think, is when the first one was, if I recall correctly. Um, but, you know, there were big-name teams, and then they play against each other, and then... I, I don't know why I could be wrong about this. There was a, I remember the trophy being glass. I could be wrong on that. I don't know. But mm -hmm. for some reason, I, I remember that. And um, so I kind of jokingly said, hey, you know what? This kind of fits that bill. You got three big name teams that you can invite and play this little tournament. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to go and let's go ahead and bring that back as a joke. And many people on social media had some sort of variation of that joke, well, talking about an alternate World Cup, talking about a loser World Cup. Here's the thing, though. NIT. You, you tagged. You tagged U.S. Soccer. I straight up tagged U.S. Soccer. On it, and you're like, make it happen. And then the rumors started flying. 
Well, I don't. I, okay, I'm not going to take credit <laughs> for the rumor flying. Um, th- there were many people, even uh, people that were not uh, on our Twitter timeline, that I'm sure made this exact same joke. But the the first point I want to make was that yeah, it was after this that people were able to joke about it. I remember someone. I think one of our followers always had you know made jokes about the United States not qualifying and not too many people laughed, not because it was in bad taste. I can handle the banter, but, but cause it was genuinely not funny. It was so depressing that you really couldn't laugh and you couldn't really take it as banter because it just didn't work well. God damn but, Jose. But what? <laughs> okay. I didn't want to out him like that, but yes. Okay. But after Italy, this, but after <laughs> Italy failed to qualify a four time champion and, you know, have not missed a world cup in 60 years failed to make the World Cup, then all of a sudden, it's like, now it's a joke, because the jokes followed immediately. And like I said, it's a coping mechanism. Well, the jokes turned into a reality because it turns out, and it has been confirmed, that U.S. soccer is actually looking into making a tournament um, with the teams that did not qualify for the World Cup. I meant that as a joke, guys. You're not supposed (laughs) to do this. What the fuck? This yeah, is not... this is so embarrassing. This is ludicrous that they would even consider doing this. No, because it because it's money. It's 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 a money grab, right? And you know? exactly, it's, it's, and that's exactly where I was going with this. It, it, it seems that yeah. U.S. soccer is not upset that they missed the World Cup because. We missed the World Cup. They're upset at missing the World Cup because, man, we just lost a fuckload of money. No, no, no. Here's so here's the thing. Uh, if nothing else. Uh, these guys are shrewd businessmen. They seize the uh, they see an opportunity and they want to seize it. So, I for me, I have seven teams on my list. Uh, you can fill it out with one more team, Lewis, uh, if you can help me out here. Uh, but uh, what, what I think would make for an excellent and very entertaining tournament, as you said, USA, Chile, Italy, the Netherlands, but also Ghana, Ivory Coast, and Ireland. Um, yes, you can also that. put. Uh, most people would also put Cameroon in there. They would also put maybe Paraguay in there. You could probably make a case for, uh, I know a lot of people say we're saying Wales. Um, just because of Gareth but Bale. But it's because of Gareth no. Bale, right. But here's the thing. Okay, <laughs> granted that these are big names, but if it happens, and apparently if they're looking into this, they actually believe that that's a good possibility. Whether or not everyone else is on board is yet to be known. But honestly, if this tournament were to happen, if it's a, a tournament, if it were to happen, I can tell you right now, I will not be watching it. And no. neither should anybody else. No, nobody should be watching it. Nobody However, should be having watching said it. that, having said that, Stuart Holden, I think, had a good uh, twist on it. Nobody can bring anybody over 25. I think that even I see what and he's the, doing and, there. And, and they and should be free. The, to be honest with you, if these games are free, I'd watch it. Okay, <laughs> I'd go, yeah. I'd I go mean, to these games. If it's a free, I will, yeah, probably. But, I mean, the fact that you're, I don't want to say you're celebrating, but the fact that you're, like, doing this as a, I mean, what started off as a joke, and you're going to go out there and try to make money off of failure, that's just so wrong. And you're one of those failures. It's just so embarrassing that they would even attempt or even consider something like this. It's like it's like saying, I got expelled from school, so, you know, I get to sleep in. Like, no, dude, this is not a <laughs> fucking good thing. Like, you shouldn't be expelled from school. You should not be missing the World Cup. And though I am getting a little ahead of myself here, I mean, now you have this, you know, NIT-style tournament of 
you know, countries who have failed to make the World Cup. And if you're not familiar with what the NIT is, it's basically the National Invitational Tournament comes from college basketball. Um, If you don't make the main, you know, 64 man or I think it's 68 uh, team um, tournament, um, you know, it's being selected by a committee. So there's going to be teams that didn't make it based on someone else's opinion. Well, they're going to get invited to like, I guess, the loser's bracket. That's basically what's happening right now or what they're considering. And again, I think I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but if teams are, if other teams are on board with this, and they shouldn't be, but if they are on board with this and it actually happens and they make a tournament, it sets a precedent like, so is this like a new thing? Like the loser's bracket before the big dogs really play? Because that's not cool. Because you could put that right at the top of the list of meaningless tournaments and it's going to be shot way well over the Confederations Cup and the Club World Cup for me. Well, wait a minute. Is the is the uh, the trophy at the end of the tournament a wooden spoon style trophy? Okay, see, that's a good joke, but no, you shouldn't <laughs> be making light of this. What the um, heck? Well, okay. Well, although that's... although if you're saying to me if you win this tournament you can get that last spot in the World Cup, then oh, yeah, no, then that's it's a terrible then, idea. Then you, you don't deserve to be there. No, you don't deserve um, to be there. Exactly. That's uh, an interesting twist, but that shouldn't happen anyway. Speaking of things or people that don't deserve to be in places, um, the United States played had a game today. They they, uh, they Portugal did? yes. Portugal hosted the United States. It was a it was a very makeshift uh, Portugal side, uh, missing most of its stars. Um, also, uh, you know, a United States side that featured. It's kind of how the whole game. Basically, was no one. To be, though. Basically, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Weston McKinney scores a goal, and Ethan Horvath had an absolute howler <laughs> of a goal let in go. Uh, and you there know, goes your career, sir. Into the breadbasket, through the legs, into the into the net. For him. <laughs> you know, I would have felt bad for him if it was a game was that really had, any kind, had meaning, any kind of meaning, but it no, really know, had no but, meaning. I, but it was still bad. Sure, it sure. It's it a terrible bad. mistake, but luckily for him, nobody cares. Yeah. Well, um, um, but I think going, going into things that, that shouldn't be in places, Bruce Arena was on the analyst panel. Bruce Arena, the Wasn't coach that, that failed to qualify the United States out of one of the easiest regions in the world. I looked up was at my on TV like, talking about what? the U.S. team. Even more embarrassment. It's like they're shooting themselves in the foot here. I mean, how how stupid can you possibly get that? I mean, and the fact that he was even like giving like not criticism, analysis. but but he was giving an analysis of what's going <laughs> on and it the future so of funny. the team. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be anywhere near this program anymore. Like, you're done, dude. As much of a legend as you are, this now is also part of your legacy. And it's it's not a good thing. And you're going to be remembered for this because it's the last thing that you did. And, um, like, it, it was just... It's just weird It was general, atrocious though. to just... I mean, why would you have them in the back. booth? Uh, yeah, it... No one else was available? Like, call us. Yeah, we'll We're take We're more appropriate to be there than Bruce was at yeah. that time. I mean, th- th- this is just... It's about appropriate, because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I mean, fair, it, it's fair. just so embarrassing that they would even go to that. It, it, it really is. It was freaking crazy. I remember... I just looked up at my screen, and I'm like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Why is he... No, what? what? I, I didn't even... I didn't even dawn on me until halftime. I was like... Why is Bruce there? Is this an old? Is this old footage? 
Why is Bruce here? The guy who, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's you really can't wrap your just head around the last this. Game and, ago. And, and to be fair, to be fair, yeah. It, it was like just, just the last four game weeks ago. ago. <laughs> it was less than a month. Um, we, we're not over it, guys. To be fried, to be we don't love this guy anymore. To be so fair, good. like to be fair, I totally would have been okay with it if at every the beginning of every sentence he would have started with, "Well, as the coach that failed to qualify the U.S. out of to, for the World Cup, I think that <laughs> dot dot dot." Uh, I would have been perfectly fine with. It. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, Bruce, listen to Bruce. Yeah, I'd be okay with that too. <laughs> every sentence, though, every single sentence, <laughs> he has to start his, every single sentence. I have to as agree. the coach of the of the team, uh, uh, or as a coach that failed to qualify the U.S. to the World Cup. I think this team has some promise. <laughs> I think that Ethan Horvath <laughs> is better than Clement Diop. <laughs> well. Yeah, <laughs> he's um, going to the World Cup. Though. He's going to the World Cup. Yeah, can't you, you can't play in MLS because you don't have the quality, but you can definitely be in the World Cup. So um, you know, yeah. I, I, as far as the game itself, it, who cares? They they so, they tied one one. Um, Dave so, Sarikin managed the game, uh, and and really it was basically just to fulfill a contract obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to put any stock into any of it. Uh, I thought Weston McKinney's goal was good. That's it. Like, that's the only thing I'm taking out of this. So here's the thing. Um, I- I'm going to bring this up real quick. Um, did you say that, you know, doesn't matter? We all agree, by the way, that um, any game between now and two years from now, it's you can lose, you can win. It doesn't really mean anything. Um, well, Eric Winaldo, a man who's running for U.S. soccer president, uh, tweeted today, said, only one, crit- only one criticism of today. Let's stop with the quote unquote, results don't really matter. If we're going to develop as a soccer nation, we also need to develop a winning mentality in all competitions. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, For one, I back up Eric Ronaldo as a candidate. I actually hope he wins it. Um, He's, uh, it looks like he kind of understands what needs to be done. I think he's going to make the changes, or at least he wants to make the changes um, that are necessary to develop um, a stronger program, uh, better players. Um, now, I understand what he's saying. I do get it. And obviously, when you're watching your team play, regardless if it's a friendly, a World Cup, um, a preseason water game, whatever it is, and you're watching your team, you're going to be rooting for them. You're going to want them to win, obviously. Um whether or not, you know, that preseason game you lose, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever, we lost. Then you'll be a little hurt, but it's not the end of the world. The game doesn't mean anything. So in that sense, I know deep down we're all rooting for our team. We're all hoping that they win. But in games like this, it's really hard to just, especially after your first game, after being eliminated from the World Cup, how could you possibly get up and be happy even had we won this game? Like, what exactly are you playing for? So... So here's the thing, and I think this is this is where things kind of get lost in in uh, in meaning, especially on on in short statements like Twitter, even with 240 characters. Um, ultimately, when people say the results don't matter, they're they're not talking about um, the the uh, the result or the team that gets put out there, whether they win or not, or whether they want to win or not. What they're talking about is. Sometimes you lose sight of what the point of some of these games uh, are for. The next 18 months, the next two years are about 
developing an identity and identifying players that are going to push the program. At least, they're, I, they're at least not, that should be the. the they're not about. Me. They're not about winning against a, a a big name European team. So what happens a lot is that you lose the these coaches and fans lose sight of the fact that oh we beat the U.S. beat Germany in a friendly. Oh, they must be doing so well. They beat Portugal in a friendly. They must be doing so well. They lose sight of it because really it's it's just a status quo thing. But that's also the culture that that the U.S. soccer fan has developed. Weston, Mc, uh, Weston McKinney has scored. Oh, my God, he's the next big thing. And, of course, the jokes come out. We're winning 2022. Um, you know, and I said this before uh, in a previous podcast. Look, let the guys develop. Don't put an entire generation, an entire hope for a program on some kid's shoulders that he doesn't deserve or that he's fairly uh, unfairly, you know, brought upon. This is this is where we, as fans, really, I don't want to say stunt the growth, but you're putting so much pressure on someone that they don't deserve. Let the kid grow. Let the kid play. He can either make it or he doesn't. And if he doesn't, you move on. If he does, cool. Um, that's one piece of the puzzle. It's not the final piece of the puzzle because people te- seem to think like, we need that one superstar. No, dude, you need quite a few of them. You need quite a few Christian Pulisics in there. I've said this before. He needs to be the average player, not the best player. Because he's not the best player on his team, on his, in his club team. Uh, he needs to be... No, he's I not. I would say he's getting there. Well, he's getting there. You remember that he's 19 years old and he's hungry. He wants to continue to improve. We're going to get to that soon too. But let the kids play. Don't put any type of you know unmerited hope on someone just because they scored a goal. Just because they had a good game. Let them play. Let them develop. Wait a few years to see if someone is the real deal. And if they are, okay, incorporate them into a system, not based around them, but, you know, like, just let it be, guys. Like, don't don't make anything bigger than what it really is. Just let it be. And believe me, you'll probably end up working something better out instead of just focusing on one guy. Bring in a couple guys that are just as decent and make that system work. How are we going to sell jerseys and market to the average say, American but, fan? And that's also, say, but but that's not sports. Yeah, but that's also the it's uh, not American sports. It's not American sure. sports, exactly. But that's also the culture yeah, that needs to change a here in Europe too, as well. They need, they want, they want results right away. If they don't get the results from the people that they pay for right away, it's it's a frenzy. It's not the, it's not just here. And the thing is, Lewis, is exactly what David is saying. It's just sprinkle a little bit of your shit and sprinkle a little bit of his shit, and it should be the right shit. Because he, David's saying how you shouldn't be expecting games being winners every game. And what you're saying is, you know, let the, let the players develop. So you shouldn't be expecting every game to be a winning game. Right. And you shouldn't be expecting that team to be an all-star team if they just win against, you know, a, a Portugal or, a, or an Argentina once in a while. It's a consistency uh, thing. Yeah, no, well, yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. It's it's developing that identity. It's 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 making the players but, hungry. Because if they're just the winning diff- all the time, then they're not going to be well, hungry. Well, well, the well, no, not not exactly. I mean, only a winning team has to be a team that wins. So it's not like we can be losing all the time and be a winning team either. So like, there needs to be a point where that shit shifts. 
And we need to start winning games well, the p- and being able to take on these games and control the game. The one point that... That's how we become that a That we, we've always said, and what U.S. soccer claims that they want to get to is, yeah, we can punch above our weight, but we don't want to be in that level anymore. We want to be with the heavyweights. We want to be one of the world powers. We want someone to adjust to us, not the other way around. And that's what they were trying to do for a while. And, you know, obviously it doesn't happen overnight. Obviously, it's going to be a very tough process. Our system is broken to where, you know, a lot of talent are falling through the cracks. Something that Bruce Arena denies is happening. Okay. No, absolutely not. We're we're having massive failures in development, in player identification. Um, we're a gigantic country. Um, and... We just we don't have enough academy teams out there. We don't have enough free academy. It's teams. It's the pay to play thing. That's what yes. it is. Um, but let's let's uh, you know again. We're going to talk this thing to well, death. So well, I, 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 I want to get into Christian Pulisic. I, I do want to. Well, this is a part I, I do of wanna, what he has in his article. I, so I do want to. I do want to say one thing about the whole pay to play thing. Now it's not entirely the same thing, but I think it relates. So my stepdaughter last year tried out for her freshman soccer team. Um, she didn't make it, but I found out just, I think like two weeks ago, um, when she brought it up again, whether she wants to try it out again, she's saying that the people that made it, I guess they were interviewed. It wasn't just a trial. They were also interviewed and they asked if you've ever played on a traveling club team. She had never had. So she had only played, uh, AYSL. Well, lo and behold, the people that played in a traveling club team got in the team. Everyone else did not. Now, granted that if you're playing on a traveling club team, you're probably better than a rec player. But it's the same thing where like, well, what if you didn't have the money to play in the club team and do that? Do you automatically just not take the rec player into consideration simply no, I because? Think, I, no, I think this is a bad example because I think the the rec player will show, uh, regardless of whether or not they they played on a traveling club team, the rec player, it, it's, and this is specific to this situation is what I'm saying, uh, will show talent and ability to play a game and to outperform one of the traveling team people. And, and that's the I think, hope that you have. I think that's, have. Sort of the, that's sort of the, 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 the tiebreaker, if you will. Right, and, and that's, what I, that's what the hope is, is that you pick the, the best 22 and not necessarily what your background is. I just want to see what you had, and that's the whole point of a tryout. Why have the interview then? Shouldn't you just be able to see that talent without the interview? Shouldn't you just just see your ability based on those tryouts alone? No, I, mean, I could be wrong, a, and a I don't. Of it, and I don't know the circumstances behind it, and it could be an exaggeration. This is my stepdaughter, so, but uh, but you know, when I heard that, I was like, you know what? That's kind of what's wrong with the system in a way. I mean, not entirely. Well, no, I I I think ultimately, what's wrong with the system is. Uh, lack of lack of a uh, educated culture uh, in in the game. Uh, even if this is a, a you know I don't know anything about this coach, but how much soccer experience and 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 uh, soccer culture does this coach have? Right. And whether or not uh, you know if they're relying on on uh, things like interviews. Although I do think it's important to understand the the player psyche, the mentality, right, right, and the mentality of a player. Uh, I also think that that speaks to the lack of culture of a of of the of the the immaturity of the soccer culture in general 
this is a, this is true. I do have to agree with that because you don't see this in football, baseball, or basketball tryouts. Sure. Um, but uh, with that in mind, let's go ahead and transition into our best player and his take on missing out the World Cup and what needs to change and whatnot. Well, let's let's see. We're one thousand eight hundred and thirty three days away from the next World Cup, as Christian Pulisic oh, has, blink of has an put eye. it. It's the it, it really is though, Bobby. It really is the blink of an eye. Uh, you have like you, four more kids. When you think about when you think about the <laughs> the timeline of the entire universe, oh, well, which yeah. has no time, <laughs> which has no time, <laughs> uh, you can fit that on a postage stamp. Um, well, if there's no time. It's also going to take forever. <laughs> yes, God indeed. Damn it. <laughs> uh, so Christian Pulisic uh, has been quiet ever since the U.S. failed to. Uh, to qualify for the World Cup, he put an article out. Everyone, I'm sure, listening to this has read it, even you, Jose, um, to to sort of understand, to hear from a guy like Pulisic and understand what he's thinking and to hear, to hear the words that he put down on paper. Um, Guys, I not only have a huge uh, respect for Christian Pulisic um, before and and now after this. Um, I can't wait for uh, I can't wait for another eighteen years to pass because that means he'll be eligible to run for uh, not only U.S. Soccer President for it, but for President of the United States. <laughs> uh, I really do think that this nineteen-year-old kid. <laughs> Has uh, the the wherewithal, the 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 gravitas to uh, to be a leader uh, beyond soccer. No, this guy has already shown that he is a natural born leader. The the guy, the way that he conducts himself, the the way that he goes about um, the game, the interviews, his answers. I mean, the, the the guy seems like he's been playing for over fifteen years on the national team, and yet he was barely spotted a year ago. Um, the, the guy, yeah, I, I have said this before. Can I say, can I'm I, sorry, yes, go ahead, Bobby. I feel like you guys are shooting to the moon, like craziness. Like, I mean, to me, this is just what I expect in a player. This is what I expect in, in, in this kind of kind of person, the way he, the way he speaks. Everything I read was no, not a, nothing that was a surprise to me. Everything was, yeah, you should feel that way. Yeah, of course, you came up that way. And uh, please read the article because I'm not going to repeat all this stuff. But um, <laughs> so here's the thing, Bobby. I actually do agree with you here because, as I That's said, why I'm not shocked. I'm like, okay, good, right, good kid, right. And 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 like I said, he needs to be the average player, not the exception to the rule. He needs to sure. be the average player if you want to have a shot at what exactly that you're talking about. You know, if you're serious about doing this, but the reason why we're going Gaga over him is because we've never seen it. We've never seen it before. Donovan didn't even have this type of uh, of of charisma. I, I, I I'm I, sorry, no, he, I don't. No, I think I think there's a lot of players out there that have made statements that are very very similar. Not a lot of not a lot of them have had to make a statement after losing but what, qualification to World Cup. But what kind of um, it? But so did it have the same different. kind of an impact that this particular article did from well, a no, 19 year old no, kid? Because it's not. It's, it's fresh. A it's a fresh wound, right? You, we've never been through this. Uh, we've never been. This is this is a first time this for everything. Keep in mind man. that this is also not our captain. By the no, way, no, I know, and which we think he should be, but yeah, right. I mean, this he's is, a nineteen-year-old kid. 
uh, yeah, you know, by the time, sure, by the time World Cup qualifying starts again, maybe he should be under consideration to be captain. But again, he's 19 years old. Um, but he carries himself he, like when I see him on the field and when I've seen him in post interviews or or in any other, any other time, he he carries himself in the same way that I read in the article. Right. So it was there was nothing that was shocking to me. But but here's but here's nothing, the other thing. How many? But I respect. It. How I many? Mean, I respect them, but I expect them all to be. How many seventeen and eighteen year? How many seventeen and eighteen year olds come off this way? If he was in his mid twenties, not even not even I, guys in their mid twenties, right? I know, but no, I know, but I mean, it's always it's always it's always a it's it's a it's a wild card. But at the same but, time, I think we're seeing seeing world in in the Trump universe eyes, where everybody's a dickhead <laughs> and everybody's talking shit to each other, and everybody's always saying like, and so it's refreshing when you're like, oh wow, you have sense. That's true. You have manners. Yeah, this is yeah, true. This is true. Yeah, very uh, true. I think it just means that he was brought up well. Now th- th- this is uh, yeah, good, uh, yeah. No, also also, seen, also true. I've seen his parents in interviews; they're freaking amazing. Yeah, also true. Now, overall, I know that if if there were any any uh, people out there that were not Christian Pulisic fans for whatever reason, um, I, I I tend to believe that they are now. If they read this article, um, for the most part, now people are going to interpret things differently, and I understand that. I might be looking into some of these things a little bit more than I should. Um, overall, I love what he, what he says. I personally, I interpreted that he doesn't necessarily call out anybody by name the way Jermaine Jones did, but I think he called out <laughs> players for not wanting to, um, you know, better themselves and taking the mm-hmm. easy road, uh, in MLS. I, I think he did, uh, in a very politically correct way, called out some of these players and their heart and their dedication and their work ethic. I really do. Um, the only thing, and I loved it, by the way, the only thing that I disagreed with here, and the reason I disagree with it was because, we're going to go back to Bruce Arena because he made a comment about this, was that he criticized MLS uh, as well. He's saying that the U.S. has talent. He doesn't buy that the U.S. doesn't have talent, mm-hmm. but they're not being played. And MLS has to do a better job of playing their kids and developing mm-hmm. these kids and getting them some minutes. Now, this is where I kind of disagreed with him during the first read. And Bruce Arena just kind of pushed that way over the cliff. Um, I think he was asked about that particular comment. And he was saying that, you know, should MLS have a mandate about playing young kids and to which Bruce Arena said, yeah, I think down the line, this is something that you need to look at, which I find weird, not only because this is the coach that failed to get the United States to the world cup, but this is the coach that was the least likely to play any kid at any point for any reason on any of his teams. This is also the coach that brought Landon and DeMarcus Beasley to the 2002 world cup when they were what? 19. They were 19 and 20 years old. Um, they were kids. No, they were kids. I thought he was like forty six back then too. <laughs> <laughs> Beasley's still twenty five. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he's still going um, strong. I so, see it the other way so around. He's so always been old there's man. There's a lot of there's a lot of a mixed um, emotions here, or uh, not emotions, but mixed messages here uh, from Bruce from from uh, from Pulisic. I I do think that um, if Bruce put his faith in a young player. That kid played, but 
He loved his veterans. He loved his veterans. You got to look at, you got to look at, uh, you know, uh, the last, look at Jossi. I mean, granted, he's not a good example, but he's a young guy. He was a young guy when he featured in Bruce Arena's teams. I think as of late, uh, when the, when, uh, when Bruce took over for the Galaxy, what? He was like that one exception. Jazzy Zaza was probably the one exception. Other than that, he wasn't playing any young guys. Um, you obviously need a mixture of your veterans and your uh, young guys, and I understand that. Um, I, I always had, you know, joked that, you know, he turned the LA Galaxy into the LA geriatrics because it was just way too too many veterans on a yeah. team. Yeah. And that can hurt you. Look at well, Italy. No, um, but look at but, no no no, but look at the just keep it with with the galaxy. The look cups. at what brought us look at what brought us to this right. point in time right now is that we never because we played too many of our veterans and we rely, he relied too much on those veterans, they never developed the next generation. Mm-hmm. And then once all those veterans were gone, there mm-hmm. was no one to to step in. Now, granted I don't think that the LA Galaxy does a good job of identifying the, Said talent. the, the talent that is coming through their academy. So I got to ask you here, David, um, because I did think of you. That oh, that um, sweet. It is. I love you, man. Um, so about that MLS mandate about playing kids, what are your thoughts on that? Oof, too many, too many to get into this. But I'll, I will say this: as I was driving home uh, today, um, I started thinking about uh, the the DP rule in MLS and how the DP rule, since its implementation, has been able to uh, increase the the quality of the league overall. Um, other than Tim Howard, Michael Bradley, Josie Altidore. Are there any other American DPs? Uh, no. Uh, what it's what it's becoming. What I'm what what kind of became clear to me is that the DP rule has hurt the development of American soccer. Yes, it's increased the the quality of the league, um, but it hasn't increased the quality of the player, the American player. Um, I think that the increase in town that's rumored to, to, to come into place next year is going to go a long way in, de- in helping to develop uh, uh, competition and, and, and players within the system. And then the cream will rise. Um, here's it, it's ha- bear with me because I feel like there's a lot of uh, logic loops Um what do we hear constantly this year about the LA Galaxy? You have to play Geo. You have to play Jonah. You have to play, you know, Alessandrini. Granted, he was performing for us. You have to play JJJ. You have to play Zardes. Why? Because you have to play everyone all, who wasn't a Galaxy Two player. Because because they're because they cost a lot of money. Because they're town players or they're DPS, and you can't have DPS sitting on the bench. Um, and I'm sure the same goes for any other team. No matter what the form, you have to play those players. Because those players take up not only a large amount of money, but they take up the, the special money, mm-hmm. right? Right. There's rumored to be a, a $2 million increase in TAM next year. That's going to bring the total of TAM money available to teams to $3.4 million. 
So that means that this special money just got less special because now there's a lot more of it and you don't have to sparingly use it on a few players. You can use it and bring up your full, your total roster, which will then increase the level of competition. And you're bound to have a TAM player on the bench. Joe you're Pedro. bound to. Joe Pedro. Look at that. Joe Pedro's I not mean, a TAM player. He's not a TAM player, but you paid a one and a half million Sure, and that fee. was the reason why we couldn't bench him. Right. But that's what I'm saying. And yet you ended next, up playing him on the bench. Next year, after we got mm-hmm. the, uh, Jonah, mm-hmm. which yeah. then cost more which special cost more money. money. Right. Uh, next year, if this new influx of TAM comes into place, now you have more, you have the, the, the amount of players taking up special money has increased. And so now that creates competition, competition for spots. And it, while this may not hit the DP uh, players yet, this will hit the TAM players where they will be competing for spots. And if you're not up to snuff, you have, you're going to be on the bench. So, uh, a lot of uh, now, granted, I'm being very general. I'm not talking about the LA Galaxy specifically. I'm being ge- very general in terms of MLS, mm-hmm. and that's and there's going to be some coaches that are going to be spineless and play those guys anyway, and then there's going to be coaches that are a little bit more um, uh, smarter. I'll just say that I'll, a lot okay. smarter about the way they use their their players. Whether they're in form or not, whether they cost sixty five thousand, where they cost two hundred thousand or two million. Yeah. So, well, you're right. I, I think this probably should have been best for a penalty show because there is a lot of talking points there, and you can go in many directions. Um, so let me just give my quick opinion on that. Um, so when I heard Bruce saying that there's, you know, um, when asked if there should be a mandate to play, you know, the younger kids. Uh, in MLS, and he said, there's something that's definitely need to look at. Granted that I was already pissed that Bruce Arena was there to begin with, <laughs> but I went beyond... It did look like an old show. But it, it <laughs> I was beyond heated when I heard that. You're basically doubling down on what hasn't worked and what we're currently criticizing the league <laughs> like and the players there. for. Well, well, I mean, like that just goes to show you how this arrogance that has permeated throughout all of the U.S. soccer system. Well, it's not even that. It's OK. So right now, the big complaint about the players is that they're soft. They're mentally weak. Um, they couldn't hack in Europe. They came back to MLS to to to, to collect a paycheck and they didn't challenge themselves and they're being coddled by the fans and U.S. soccer and the league. And that no matter how out of form you are, there's no way you're sitting on the bench. No matter how out of form you are, you're still going to be MLS and U.S. royalty no matter what you do. And you're not going to be, you're going to be guaranteed playing time. There's no one on the national team in MLS that is currently sitting on the bench unless they're injured. So what you're saying, it is an unspoken, unwritten rule in MLS, that if you are a national team player, you've got to play, and we've got to kiss your ass. This goes true also for the DP and the big money signings. But now when you're saying, should it be mandated to play kids? Well, now you are making an actual written bylaw in MLS rules that says, we got to coddle to these kids, even though they don't deserve to play, 
even though they're not ready, even though people, other players are better than them. Nope. There is now a rule written in league rules that you got to play these certain amount of minutes. So basically MLS just turned into AYSO. Everyone's got to play. Like, that's just stupid. Like you're doubling down on a system that's already like fucked up. You're coddling. We're saying these kids have to start competing, but you're just going to give them the playing time without deserving it. Nope. It's a mandate. Now I have to play these kids. It's just stupid. It's insanity. That was my, it's just, it was infuriating to hear that, to, to, to think that this is what we're complaining about. Yet now we're officially going to make this a rule that nope, nope, nope. We're going to, we're officially calling you guys. You don't have to compete. You're, you're going to play like, that's just, that's just like bonkers to me. It didn't work. We're complaining about it, but now we're doubling down on it and saying, nope, it's going to be official. That's insanity. That's so, the definition of insanity. So your big proposal is... I didn't say I proposed something. The best players should play? Okay, yes. I, I do propose Is that, that what you're saying? I believe so. The guys who work the hardest should play? No, not the one who worked the hardest. Not the ones who work the hardest. Because I can bust my ass. I don't have the talent to be on the team. I can bust my ass all day, every day. Doesn't necessarily mean that I belong on that team. I'm saying you're sure, best but you don't belong. You're not on the team, so it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. If but you're my, in the team and you are good enough to be on the in the 18 man roster, if my you point bust is your ass. My point is you just should because be you should be given the opportunity to play, even even though you have a guy. Let's say that let's say you have a, a let's let's say Robbie Keane. Hey, Robbie Keane was just downstairs drinking a Guinness. Uh, this is unsubstantiated and uh, and smoking a cigarette. But you know he's Robbie Keane and he's more talented than you are. So you're not gonna play even though you're gonna go out there and work your ass off. Okay, that's completely different. That's a that's an extreme like that's an extreme example that probably so so would is your so is your your no, example of we're gonna mandate. Uh, that thing. that is literally That's, what was asked. No, I know, I know, but that yours was, is an extreme uh, example of these kids are just like, automatically gonna not try very hard because they're gonna get playing time anyway. No, anyway. no. Like, like ten minutes ago, I was gonna be the medium cool right here between you guys, but this has gone long, long. So let's move on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, I did want to get to uh, did want to get to the MLS uh, recap. Uh, for the playoffs, but I think we're we gonna we're gonna make that yeah, yeah. We but I think we're gonna make that a penalty <laughs> show, uh, first ever because this show has gone on way too long. I do want to touch on one quick other thing before we get out of here for the main show. Um, okay, two things. Um, <laughs> last week it was reported that the LA Galaxy has uh, has has cut ties with five of their homegrown players: Jack McBean, Nathan Smith. Jaime and Jose Villarreal and Raul Mendiola. Now, this is a lot of time and money that the Galaxy has spent developing these players, and now it's time and money lost or wasted. Um, Goodbye philosophy. There's a... <laughs> the third, fourth philosophy, whatever it might be. Um, there's a rumor swirling around, as reported by, uh, I believe it was Brian Schroeder or, uh, or Paul Tenario, sorry, um, that the, uh, the MLS rule for how they sell DP, I'm sorry, homegrown players could change next year in that the teams that sell the homegrown players will get 100% of that money back. They won't have to give the cut to the league. They won't have to use it toward uh, facilities or coaching or or overhead. They can keep 100% of that and use it toward the salary cap. And the Galaxy just let go five of those players for free instead of attempting to sell them. This is another bonkers 
thing. If the rumors are true, because it's nothing uh, confirmed and that, that this will be a new rule that will be implemented by the league next year, um, I have to say that I would trust Paul Tenorio, though. But um, if this is true, well, it seems to be business as usual for the Galaxy, making some boneheaded decisions, uh, boneheaded business decisions. Um, if you're able to even get, you know, I, I think David had said it off the pod, if even if you were to get $500 for these guys, well, shit, that's more than the zero that you just gave yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't concern take the fight. Yeah, it really doesn't. No. Um, although it's funny that these cuts that were made, and by the way, I did like Nathan Smith. I understand why, you know, he wasn't ready. Uh, I get it, but I did like the kid. Um, I know we all felt the same thing about, uh, I think a lot of people were talking about Jack McBean still being on, on the squad. Uh, I think he was kind of a half a surprise cut here. And then, um, the fact that well, Diop, he's been, he's been on the team since he's, he was like a fetus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a while. Yeah. He, he played with San Fuegos. Yeah. The fact that Diop still remains, I think, well, Diop has value. Diop uh, now has value. Him. Yes. Because you, you now have a world cup player on your team that isn't named Dos Santos. Yeah. So you could sell this guy because he's not quote unquote vital well, to speaking, your team. Speaking of selling a world cup player, uh, there's rumors swirling around that the Dos Santos brothers, might either be going on loan or may even be sold to a Liga MX team um, so that they can get prepared for the World Cup. Now, uh, if the Galaxy let them go out on loan, most likely it'll be like uh, Beckham's situation a few, you know, back in uh, mm -hmm. 10 years ago where he's gone for the first half of the, 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 um, the league and then he'll, you know, they'll be back in, August, assuming August after the World Cup. That's eight months these guys are going to be yeah. gone. Eight, the majority. Of the the majority of the season. Now, granted, it's not until the real season starts in MLS, but um, <laughs> do you really think that the Galaxy would let the Dos Santos brothers go on loan to prepare for Mexico's World Cup? I think that this is something that we, that David, you had brought up before in one of the podcasts. Yeah. And um, I said, there's no way that they're selling the only two players the Galaxy believe that are on the team to go? Because what the hell are you going to sell your Twitter followers or anyone else on the stadium if you don't have the Dos Santos brothers there uh, for the cool. season? Um, granted that I'm sure the dad will probably play a, uh, a huge part in this, and he's probably going to, uh, whatever the hell he wants, it, he, he's going to get it. Um, so you got, I'm sure you have to take that into consideration, but if I had to take a guess, here's the thing. You're not giving up your two biggest stars, your two big names, your bread and butter, your bread and butter. Mm -hmm. There's no way that you're letting them go for that long. I'm seeing Bobby like working out in his head going like, yeah, this could be good. Yeah. No, because we're no, because we're gonna get a big, we're gonna get a big signing. We're gonna get a name think, for next yeah. season. But no, we are. If we, well, and, but, but and, and, on and, the other side of that coin, this is the galaxy, dude. And we're talking. Sort of, this is the 2017 galaxy. We're not talking about the 2011 galaxy or 2010 galaxy. This is 2017, where Captain Numbnuts is doing his thing. Excuse me, Vice President Captain Numbnuts. Vice President Numbnuts is doing his thing, like. This sounds like something like, yeah, that's a good idea. We're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, loan it. Now, selling them, 
selling them outright and saying, Oh my okay, God, they could sell Club America jerseys at the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> when all those LAFC fans come into like to stuff up, they can sell them Club America, Gio Dos Santos jerseys, and Jonah Dos Santos jerseys, and they won't feel bad because they're not buying LA Galaxy jerseys, but they'll still make some money. <laughs> See, you should be working in the uh, in the Holy crap. <laughs> um, you'd be the person you hate. You'd be the yeah, person that you hate. Exactly. But I'd make a lot of <laughs> but money. you make a lot of money, which is, <laughs> oh, I just got it. <laughs> I just there. got it. Good job, Pete. <laughs> anyway, I kid. I kid. Get the hell off my team, dude. Seriously, get, get out of my team. All right. Uh We've gone What's way too long, thing? Bobby. Do you? What's your second you thing? Have, no, that, that was, that that was, was the second thing. thing. Uh, that was. Yeah, it, it was. It was a. Really a it was a player's thing. cut. <laughs> it was a player's cut, and it was the Dos Santos rumors going to uh, Liga MX. I will say one final thing Seamless here. Seamless segues, of course. To Bobby. Of course. I'm sorry. What? Continue final. Things. Yeah. What? 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 what David got two. <laughs> I get one. one. Yeah. One final the, thing the, here. What do you think about Jermaine Jones? The last sixty minutes has been the the last thing. Go Sorry. On. So last thing here. Um, uh, one other thing that happened when the last. I'm gonna start folding my laundry. Go for it, dude. Uh, one of the final things that uh, I love it. I actually I can see it. He's actually folding his laundry right now. I like those underwear, dude. That's kinky. You're that's welcome. kinky, I mean, dude. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Finish the damn show, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we go overtime. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, okay, oh, I'm Lewis. sorry. One last thing, guys. Uh something that did happen in two we in the past two weeks that uh that we didn't touch on uh really quick. Uh Robbie Rogers officially has retired from the LA Galaxy. No surprise there. We all kind of figured that was happening. Um a pioneer in his own right, being the first openly gay male athlete in North America. Um, there have been other ath- former athletes that have come out after their playing careers were over. He did it while his career was still going on. Um, he started it. And, um, yeah. So he's the first one. <laughs> Hopefully he inspires others uh, to do the same thing. Um, and uh, Robbie Rogers, you're always going to be part of the Galaxy family. We wish you the best of luck in uh, all your future endeavors. Yep. Go enjoy all that TV money. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is LA is our house, episode 93. I'm here with David and Lewis. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening, guys. And, and this is Bobby. Are we having a penalty show? Yes. All right, listen to our penalty show this week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA is our house. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.